Again, that's Mark chapter 4, verses 21 through 25. Let us hear now from the word of God. And he said to them, that's Jesus, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. For the one who has more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Please join me in prayer. O holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So if you don't have small children, so I have a 10-year-old daughter, but then I have a five and four-year-old boy. So if you don't have small children, I have good news for you. They still build forts with blankets and pillows as we did when we were kids. And, and it's one of the most fun activities that, that you do as a kid. You're like, Dad, can I build a fort? They ask permission. I never ask permission. So that tells you how my life went. And so you go and build the fort and you build the fort because then it's your place, right? Even though it's still under mom and dad's roof. Now the fort is yours. And, and what do you need inside of a fort? You need light. And so you go hunting for all of the flashlights and you find them. And, and then you're like, man, playing in the dark is super cool when I have a flashlight. There's all sorts of cool things you can do. You can play flashlight tag, and then you're going around shining lights at each other. If you have a little brother or an older sibling, you go shine it in their eyes, right, and try and blind them until mom and dad yells at you. And then you move on, and you discover other things. And you put your finger to the flashlight, and you're like, oh, my finger glows. E.T., right? Right? We go into the E.T. phone home. And, but as an adult, when you have kids, you get to do it all over again and pretend you're really there for the kids. And really, you're like, oh, no, my hand still glows. That's kind of cool. And then, you, and then there's shadow puppets. You learn about shadow puppets. You start making finger puppets onto the walls. There's all sorts of things you begin doing with the light. But then you're like, oh, yeah, the fort. I wanted to play in the dark in my own little fort here. But this flashlight is, is a really focused light, so where can I put it in the fort and angle it to where the whole room is lit up? And, and so then you're stuffing it places, you're going and getting ropes or belts, and you're trying to maneuver it to where it lights up the whole little room, the area you just created, because ultimately the flashlight was fun for a little while, but then you're like, I need to see stuff, and you want it to cover everything so then your hands can be free. Well, in understanding how light works, that's where Jesus leads us today. Because even as adults, in our own lives, we have power outages. Or we have that closet that doesn't have a light on that's where we shove all of the things we like to think we're hiding from God. 
And one of the things Jesus does, he comes in full of light, and everything in that closet you thought you had hidden, he's going to go through. He's going to remind you that it's there. And Jesus, this is the Jesus who in John chapter 8, verse 12, says that he is the light of the world, that he is the one that illuminates everything. And here in our scripture, he explains to us the proper use of light. You know, it isn't necessarily to go and point it in your siblings' eyes or to make shadow puppets, but there's a proper use for light. Now, during this time, the scripture here says a lamp. Um, other other uh, translations will say candle, and that's uh, appropriate to understand because during the time Jesus is speaking, uh, Thomas Edison had not yet invented the light bulb, and so we're not working off electricity. We're working off oil lamps during that time. And so they specifically built their houses to where there was a shelf within the room that could hold that lamp to illuminate the most space possible in that house. And, and, and that lamp was oil, and it had the drop-in wick, and it would light. And Jesus says, now when the lamp was lit, you didn't just go hide it under a basket. He says, because he doesn't have to explain it, because we're like, well, yeah, if you just lit the lamp, why would you hide it under a basket? It, what was the point of even lighting it, Right? And he goes, and then you don't hide it under a bed. You know, and you're thinking, well, if I hide it under my bed, not everybody gets light, but some of the light emanates from below, right? It just doesn't show to everything. It's, it's kind of a partial way of lighting. But Jesus says, you don't put it under a basket. You don't put it under a bed. You put it on the lampstand so that all in the house could receive it. Now, Jesus, as he's sharing this, as he shares the word of God, as he's teaching the disciples, as he's teaching those who follow him, he was giving light to the world because Jesus came not to abolish the law, but to uphold it and fulfill it in himself, that Jesus comes as the light of the world. And when he expresses forgiveness, he's lighting up lives. As When he expresses the Father's love, he's lighting up lives. For his light comes from the Father, and the light of Jesus was designed to reveal the very love and character of the Father to us. It was also there to reveal all of our own dark and hidden places that all of us have. We all have that dark and hidden place that we thought we put the things away so God would not deal with them as if we could hide anything from God. Adam and Eve tried that. It didn't work well for them. Yet here we are still trying it to this day. And God's like, I've got the flashlight, guys. And we'll go through this all eventually. For the light of Christ, the light of the world was not designed to be hidden. That light that goes into the dark places, the light that dispels the darkness. No, that wasn't meant to keep all by itself, but it was made to shine. It was made to shine and made not just to shine for you, 
but to shine to the ends of the earth. For the darkness of all people will come to light. Now, upon our rebirth, upon being reborn, upon uh, being in Christ, Christ in our heart, the Lord put his light in us. Now we're light bearers. We're, we're, we're image bearers of God, and now we're light bearers for Christ. We have the good news. We have received Jesus. We have received that forgiveness and reconciled before God. We are redeemed, and now we have that light. And here's something else. He gave us two legs, eyes to see where to go, and a mouth to go let that light out. You see, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. This light Jesus has given us is a tremendous gift that Jesus says cannot be hidden, should not be hidden. If you're hiding it, you're doing it wrong. For this light, this light changes our lives. Jesus tells us that light has powers, right? That's when he explains to us that it, it makes hidden things plain, that it reveals God's truth and his love for us. It reveals that, yes, we are sinners, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It reveals God's loving kindness to us. The light reveals that, yes, we have darkness in our lives, but it does not overcome the word of God or his love. That his love comes and deals generously in grace with us. power in that light. It can be real focused and sharp and it can light up the whole room. But the light is never meant to be hidden. Jesus also tells us that there's privilege with the light. It allows us to be discerning of the right voices. You're like, I thought he was talking about ears here and how to hear. Well, the light gives us that ability. I don't know if you know this or not, but there are false teachers that exist in this world who purport to be of Christ, but are nothing of Christ and point away from him. And so the light that he has given inside of us through Jesus gives us the ability, the privilege to discern the right voices. And the way we discern them is, is actually very simple. Uh, uh, the right voice of the truth of God will always be in line with Scripture and will always, always point to Jesus. That's the discernment. But we also get the privilege. Once we have received the light, pass the light on. It's not finders keepers. You find it, you share it, 
you give it. For he says, the measure, the amount you use it. That is, the, the, the light, the amount that you use the light, then the more in that amount comes to you. If we think about it in this, in this manner, the, the moment the light came to us and, and the gospel was revealed and Jesus touched our hearts and we came into salvation to Christ and we remember the exploding of light that happened in that moment, but now we are even just a little bit further, the maturing that has happened. We see that more light than that moment has come into our lives to reveal more about us than we knew then. Not only that, but the light has also revealed more about the Father and his goodness and his faithfulness and his promises and his love and his joy and his peace and his comfort to us as well. For the light just keeps expanding. Keeps moving. It's one of the great, one of the great things about science is that we learned about light that it moves as a wave. That light is not stagnant, but it flows much like water does. And so when Jesus in John chapter 7, verse 48, tells us that we are called to be rivers of living water, it all begins to click and make sense for who he's calling us to be. For when we think of ourselves as a river. We think of ourselves then in motion. We think of the water coming into us and feeding us and passing through. For Jesus did not say we were called to be lakes or ponds, but we were called to be rivers of living water flowing in and flowing out. The same way we breathe, we breathe in the grace and we breathe it out. This is the calling and the way we are to live with the power and the privilege of the light of Jesus in our lives. And the light comes with promises. The one who has it and shares it will see their ability to grow in the word expand. For our God is a God of more not a God of less. For he says, when we receive Christ, when we receive the light of the world, we are given life. Life abundantly. That's more. And then when we are promised life with the Father, we're not promised a temporary life. We're promised eternal life. When Christ dies on the cross, we aren't just given forgiveness for past sins. We're given forgiveness for all of our sins, past, present, and future. We get more than we deserve. We get more than we bargained for. We get more from God than we could ever, ever ask. But that's his promise. Use the light. And you get more light. See, the candle, this candle that Christ talks about has great power, tremendous power. It has that ability to dispel the darkness in the room, to reveal what was hidden. 
to bring life into a once dark place. But it does so at a cost. And that cost is to itself. For the candle will light up until it is fully consumed. Exactly what Christ did for us when he hung there on the cross and he died for us so that we might live and have light and eternal life. And dear Christian, it might cost you everything to give that light to others. But that's the self-sacrificing love Jesus had. It's the life he called us to. He called us to it so that we would burn brightly for him, for his glory now until this life is over and we're with him forever. Amen.